Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. The following is a live call-in show from this past Sunday night, October 1st, 2023. Scotty G joins me and we take, well, we got one awesome call from Dennis out in Indianapolis talking about his memories from being down at Epcot in November of 82. So one month after Epcot Center opened and how he got some amazing photos and you can check those photos out. He gives the link during the show and uh, we talk about his upcoming trips that he has coming up here over the next few months. He's going to have a great uh, into 2023 here, beginning of 2024 to the Disney destinations. We talk a little Alani getting ready for Scott's trip here in a few weeks out to Hawaii. And we talk about the uh, Toy Story football game that Disney Plus did today as we record where they took the football players and turned them into an Andy's Room football game. What did you think of that? If you caught that, we give our thoughts on that. We also talk about 52 years of Walt Disney World and 41 years of Epcot. And what if you feel guilty that you don't quite feel as much magic about going to Walt Disney World as you did a few years ago? We get a listener question from Julia about that, and we give our thoughts on that as well. So we hope you enjoyed today's show, and thank you so much for always supporting the podcast. The show today is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan that trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney for no additional cost to you. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You guys are the biggest fans. You're the supporters. And I thank you so very much for that. You keep us on the air. And you can be one of those fans as well. Come on over. Support us. Just $5 a month for all these shows. And you'll get a bonus show as well called Mike in the Midwest. Coming over this week. Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast ready to take a trip to the world you found the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast this is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage well hey, hey, hey everybody welcome to the bogp open line for sunday night october 1st 2023 i'm your host mike rallman from be our guest podcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the magic for less travel hope you had another wonderful weekend and what a weekend it was we have some anniversaries to talk about we are not going to talk too much about sports but we are going to just a little bit but to have this conversation we're gonna have your calls here in just a second at 407-413-9395 but taking those calls with me, your friend and mine up in East Lansing, Michigan, Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Hey, Mike. Uh, happy to be here on October 1st, the big day, right, for Disney fans. Um, but yeah, October 1st, yeah, the weather was awesome today. It was hot. I think it was hotter than any day we had in September. Um, and then it's a big week here. Like I saw you had homecoming festivities, Mallory and her friends. They looked great. Looked like they had an awesome time. It was wild. And now it's our turn here. Um, for Emily's high school, it's going to be hot. And they got, listen to this, Mike, she's got to play like at those, at the school bonfire, their, their annual like band festival that they do in Grand Ledge, Michigan is this week. And then they got the, the Friday football game and then the dance on th- um, Saturday. She's got, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. Um, it's going to be a busy, hot week here. 
Happy homecoming up in uh, Okemos. It's going to be a good one. So hopefully Emily has a great week and celebrates. It's an exciting time for communities like that. Homecoming in the fall. What a, what a great time. It it should be in October. Like any, I've always said it should not be before October 1st. I don't know why. But every year, but it's funny because we've been commenting like, man, it's late this year, but it feels, it feels right to me though. Right. That should be October. I agree. So, but it's going to feel hot. It's weird. It's going to be a hot one this week. We actually had our last home football game Friday night. Like we we stacked all of our home football games at the beginning of the season. So now all the rest of our games are away games. Oh, and uh, well, I mean, we'll hopefully make the playoffs and have a decent run back home. But we shall see. So let's talk about a little football here. And we're going to take your calls again. 407-413-9395. We're going to talk about the anniversaries of Walt Disney World and Epcot, which are happening today 52 years and 41 years respectively maybe get some memories of what you might miss and what are your favorite things about your uh your favorite place down there but this morning i don't know if you got up early i saw you were playing golf at not as early as usual though because i do kind of peek in on you as i'm walking on the treadmill forever on sunday mornings and listening to podcasts and just trying to kill time but this morning we were lucky we had a football game over in London. So we had one that kicked at 8:30 Central Time, the Jaguars and the uh Falcons. Falcons, that's right. <laughs> Joe Laszlo. Shout out just, to our boy Joe. <laughs> I just love seeing him, his hate, his hatred of that team on yeah. uh, social media. Boy, he does not I love, I love tweeting with him about it because uh, <laughs> the Lions just smoked him like last week, too. So that was fun. <laughs> Man, he is uh he's got a he does not like the owner of that squad. Anyway, so Alongside this, Disney teamed up. Obviously, Disney and ESPN, you know, owned by the same same group here. They did something called Sunday Fun Day over on Disney Plus. I don't currently have Disney Plus, but this was all over social media, and this was, I think, a win for Disney in the fact that I didn't have to have Disney Plus. I was watching the game. This game was only carried on ESPN Plus, so it wasn't like on CBS, NBC, Fox. It wasn't even on NFL Network. You had to have ESPN Plus, which I do have. So I was watching the game there on my iPad as I was, you know, uh, just walking on the treadmill. But if you had ES or Disney Plus, you could watch the game taking place in Andy's bedroom, which the characters, the the players, like Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback, of the Jags, and uh, you know everybody, they, they were they made them is like little. You know, the little they looked like little toys. And you know so, what it reminded me of is that old like game, like where the you would set the players up and then you'd hit like a button and they're like I they had that shake. game. Yeah. I had that game at my grandparents' house. It, it was yeah. it was so annoying because it took you five minutes to set them up. You'd hit the thing, it'd be so loud. And then over just, like three seconds. hundred percent. Yeah. It was just, <laughs> that's exactly what it reminded me of when I was watching it though. <laughs> it was the dumbest game. That's how bored we were in the eighties. Um, because yeah, you put the little foam football in like one guy's hand and everybody's yeah. gotta fall over. Yeah, just vibrate, fall over. And it was like, does that first not? I don't know. Did it, it would get take you two hours for like four plays. It would. It was the <laughs> dumbest thing ever. But man, I mean, we were bored in the 80s. It was fun, though. I had that. Exactly. I remember playing that vividly. Me and my and brother my, played it a lot. Oh, man. my God. We played that all the time at my grandparents' house. So anyway... I, so they were having execution issues with this early on because I, I, I saw, you know, I think they didn't have like the RAM wasn't working right, you know, because they're rendering this thing in real time. So like alongside, like, you know, this was happening in real time. So if, you know, running back ran all, you know, off tackle, that's what you saw in Disney plus, but it was animated on the carpet in Dis- in Andy's bedroom. But the thing was like you had aliens, you know, the green alien guys were coming down from the, from the roof with like a sky cam so they could show overhead shots. 
My favorite thing was Slinky Dog was the chain gang on the side. So if you watch football, you got the guys on the side with the bullseyes, you know, for 10 yards for first downs. And they mark the, you know, the line of scrimmage. Slinky Dog was 10 yards long. So he was like the chain gang. I mean, it, it was great. You had like Buzz and Woody commenting on the sidelines and cheerleaders and Bo Peep. And I thought it was really well done. I mean, it wasn't for like the hardcore uh, Disney fan, but I saw one person comment on on uh, Twitter that they're not they're not football fans, but they had it on this morning on a Sunday morning as they were making breakfast and they were getting a kick out of it. And it kind of reminded them of like a like a Christmas morning or a Thanksgiving morning kind of vibe. Right. It was something just to have on in the in the living room and they enjoyed it, you know, and they watched a football game that they wouldn't have watched. Now, it wasn't for like the hardcore football fan, but it was maybe a way to get kids to watch football. I I liked watching the highlights. I could not watch a whole game like this, but it was, it was cute. Would you, did you see any highlights? I didn't, I didn't really see any of it because I was out golfing, but I did hear that maybe there were some technical difficulties with it too. So maybe there's like some lessons learned that they want to do it again in the future. And I mean, because we're spending this to Disney, but like, this is kind of interesting to me because they've been doing this with um, Nickelodeon has been doing like the slime game, like during a Mm -hmm. random playoff game the last couple of years. And now, Disney is trying this little thing. So it's kind of a fun way to to get an other experience of watching these games. But I'm more traditional, even though I do love the main the tie back to ESPN. I love the Manning cat podcast or the, yes. the the cast that they do on Monday nights. Yep. You ever watch that? Or yeah, okay. That yeah. tell me that isn't just us. It's like two dudes in a basement talking about a football game. But I mean they're just a lot smarter about football than us. But yeah. hundred percent. But I mean but like, <laughs> and they so get I like the little like things they're trying, like to bring other people in, like Yes, I still like the traditional game. I love going to the games and just like watching it myself. I love like these other options that we're getting. And the Toy Story Disney Plus one is a is, is a home run to me. Like I hope they keep it up and try to experiment and do some new things. I agree. I mean, because it was it was just neat to to see you know. And again, the win was I think for Disney is that they got everybody was like, oh, see what they did here with this kind of you know they like they would spot the ball they the, the claw right from the from the green yeah. alien machine would come out and get the ball for every play and just drop it down at the line of scrimmage. And that's how they spotted the ball for every play. I mean, my it buddy was, Jake that golf with, yeah, no Disney background, like makes fun of me all the time for going to Walt Disney world. We're golfing. There. He's like, man, my son's going to be watching that, that football yeah, game. And, and, and this, like, so like he, they won over, like he bought Disney plus for this. For his <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he subscribed for at least for a month. You know, it, it had to have taken a ton of work, right? Because it was it was being rendered in real time. But there's a, there's got to be some kind of an engine that does this, right? It's not something that they probably had to create. They probably had to, you know, build the 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 environment for it, you know, and and get the players and all that. But and there were problems. Somebody joked, you know, somebody forgot to install the extra RAM because it was like one play where. <laughs> The running back took off like oh, like on a sweep right, and just the, the player just stopped. Like the, the, you know, we've all had our computers just freeze up, right? Those Hell buffering. Yeah. So you know, it, it it had its issues, but it looked. I mean, it was it was pretty neat. I think it's ex- what you just said for Jake. That was the goal, and it got social media buzz. So I have no problem because, like you know, I'm not going to watch a whole game of like these little bubble bobbles like playing football like but it was cute because when there was a touchdown i'd see it on twitter and i'm like oh that's 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 cute that's what <laughs> i saw the real play <laughs> so it was and they had the best it. two teams to try it out for like the jags <laughs> and the falcons because <laughs> nobody cared <laughs>
Sorry, Joe. I'm just kidding. No, Joe doesn't care either. He just wants to he wants to trade him for the Thrashers to Winnipeg or something, I think. Anyway, right. see, we pay attention. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was that. So we have uh, the anniversaries of Walt Disney World. 52 years ago, 1971, Walt uh, Magic Kingdom opened up to guests. And, of course, Epcot 41 years ago. Now, do you remember a year ago, Scott? There was all kinds of issues with Epcot's 40th. Do you remember why? I can't remember. Hurricane. Remember the hurricane last year? That's right. And we <laughs> always know when you're a travel Dr. agent. You were, you, go down there. Yep. You yeah. remember this stuff when you're a travel agent because it was a nightmare. <laughs> I remember, I think Dr. Kai like bit it and still went. Like he, he's like, Yeah, they did. Yeah. They he's did like, go, yep. Hurricane's not going to keep me away from Epcot on the 40th. <laughs> and he, he went. Kudos to Dr. There's always some fun like fan created like events, you know, and I think that's what Dr. Kai goes to every yep. year. And uh looks awesome. They had like that. Is it called the, the Rainbow Tunnel or something? Yeah, Retro or Magic like, was down there this weekend. They did the re- yeah. they, they did a, like a, a fan-created uh, Rainbow Tunnel. Yep. Yep, and they had some great Imagineers there. Like Tony Baxter was there. Um, Bob Gurr, I think, was there. So looked like a really cool event for sure. Yeah, it did. And, you know, I love that those things are there for folks that want to go and just dive. I mean, it's not even a deep dive, right? It's like you're getting so deep that you're like in the crust, but that's that's Basically, awesome because yes. I mean it's like I think that's a level even beyond our podcast, right? Our podcast is for geekopy when it comes to Disney fandom. But I mean that's even way, way, way beyond us. And uh, I, I love that that's there that people can be around other like-minded folks that are really into the the engineering, the creation, the history of stuff. Even before 71, you know, like what happened in 69 or 70 when this was still dirt being turned over. And to, I mean, you know, Bob Gurr was there, you know, I mean, to talk to engineers that, you know, knew Walt. I mean, how amazing is that, that these things happen? You have that kind of access. Like I was so happy for the folks I got to see on social media that got to have these experiences. You know, you're talking about Epcot dirt, you know, remember when the Splash Mountain water was a big thing on eBay? Maybe someone's got some Epcot dirt, too, from, you know, when they broke around. Yeah, they showed a picture from, like, I think it was six months before Epcot was, like, opened. And somebody said, that looks like Epcot today. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's cold. That's wrong. That is wrong. That is so wrong. Oh, another thing uh, Don is uh, mentioning, Star Cruiser went on its last cruise this past week yeah. so it is officially close so final thoughts on star cruiser i mean what it, it was only around what about 18 months two years at the most i mean not long so uh you know now that the book is closed on uh the halcyon what do you think i mean it looked cool i never experienced it i think the price point was just too too darn high to be honest that's kind of why i didn't do it but it's amazing though, Mike, like the people that did it, like absolutely loved it. Everyone that I know that experienced that one time, or there was people that even did it multiple times. Mm-hmm. They said it was worth it. Don's even saying worth every penny. So, and so I don't know, like, what if you're like an average star Wars fan like me? Like, I don't really get into star Wars that much. Would I have enjoyed it? Like, like Don did or some of these other people, I don't really know, but it seems that was the case for everyone that they really enjoyed it. And it's too bad that that opportunity is gone, but they just priced themselves out, I think, was the problem. Yeah, that's so give us a call, 407-413-9395. We want to make sure that this is your show, 407-413-9395. Jump into the conversation here. That That's exactly it for me. It's just, it was too expensive for me, and I I love Star Wars, but I'm not into the whole, like, I love the, the main movies, but, like, I don't watch 
and or I don't watch. I feel like the, the Star Wars has gotten so big that I can't keep up. And I feel like I'm not really it's gotten so big that it's made me feel like I'm not a true Star Wars fan at this point because I didn't watch like the book of Boba Fett, you know, and it makes me kind of feel a little inferior. And to be honest, if I'd have gone on galactic star cruiser, I would have felt a little bit intimidated because again, it's one of those things that if I would have gone and and also I'm not one of those kind of people that like to, I'm not like a dress up cosplayer type person. You know, I would, I don't know if I, I I pretend to be like a big extrovert on this show, but I'm really not in real life. And I don't know if I'd want to, like do all that. You know what I'm saying? Like it'd be fun to do the, I like to do the missions. I would like to do like, um, like I like to do those. What are those called? Those, um, escape rooms. Like I've done those a couple times. That's fun. But I just don't know here. We got a call. I just don't know how I would feel about it, you know, to be that involved. Cause I think everybody else would know way more than me. And I'd feel a little bit like a faker or like a, like a poser back from back in the day. We'll see. All right. Dennis is on the line. Dennis. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for calling in. Hey guys, how's you, how you doing? I'm doing great. Say hey to Scott. Hey Dennis. Hey Scott. Yeah, I was out playing golf myself today and I played so poorly. I think I just put the clubs away for the season. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think I got one more round left in me. I think I'm going to go next weekend and then I'm going to, I think I'm going to call it a season. Yeah, it's, it's going to be that time of year. Okay. Um, let's see. Disney stuff. Um, I'm coming, going to uh, Disney World next month. And in December, I'm going to Disneyland. Looking forward to both those trips. Nice. Um, speaking of anniversaries, I was in Epcot in November of 1982, a month after it opened. So, and a lot and, of it has and changed. And you still have the a greatest of set of pictures i ever seen of that, by the way. Too, so. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that was a memorable day. I only spent the one day there um, because I was down there to see... Space shuttle number five take off. So and, that, uh, that would have had to been Columbia then at that point, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice. And uh, that was a, that was an experience too. Uh, first of three shuttles I actually got to see launch. Wow. Man. Um, Very cool. Let's see it. Hawaii. Got to got to hit Hawaii. Um, I've been twice, so that makes me an, ex- an expert, right? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> way, does. Way more expert than either one of us. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, again, I have an album on my Flickr page from my trip in 2017. Um, spent five days on the Big Island. Um, got got to take two hikes up next to lava, which was very nice. And spent a day at the Hawaii Tropical Volcanic, or not volcanic, Hawaii Tropical. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it was flowers. Lots of flowers. Botanical. Lots of flowers. botanical. Yeah. Tropical botanical garden. <laughs> helping you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, my sister wanted to go there, and I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll go along with you. And I was surprised at how much I loved it. It was beautiful. Um, but then we went to Honolulu, spent two days there, specifically to see Pearl Harbor. And the thing that people don't realize, the Arizona Memorial is you know it's definitely worth seeing but there's a museum there which is even more worth seeing you only get to be at the the arizona memorial for like 15 or 20 minutes you know they put you on a boat they take you out there uh, they unload the people load up the people that were there take them back and when the next boat arrives you've got to leave so Mm -hmm. um 
but it's worth it. But there's also three other museums that you can see. Uh, right next to the Pearl Harbor Museum is the USS Bowfin Submarine and Submarine Museum. So you can tour the submarine and then go inside and, and look at the all the, the history of submarines. Um, and then on Ford Island, they have the uh, Air Museum, which uh, one of the highlights for me was if you look up at the windows on one of the hangars, there's bullet holes from Japanese planes in wow. 1942. That's crazy. Wow, that's crazy. And then right next to that is the USS Missouri, which, Mike, you've got to go to the USS Missouri That's if right. you ever get out there. I will. <laughs> the battleship. Um, and we, we took a uh, one of the, the tours that they had that led us in into the bowels of the ship, got inside one of the gun turrets. Uh, it's just amazing the what it takes to build that, what it takes to run it, and uh, – Unsurprisingly, they mothballed that ship twice and pulled it out, once for the Korean War and once for uh, the Gulf War. So, um, very interesting. Wow, the Gulf so, War. I mean, that's such a long time after that. Yeah. Wow. that's I didn't know that. So, you know, I like Scotty. You said you're going to leave Al Alani some to, to see the rest of the island, which is what I say to anybody. You know, just don't stay at the resort. You know, it's like being on a cruise ship. They have everything planned for you. You have stuff you can do. But there's a lot more out there to see. Hawaii, as a state, is beautiful. All the islands are beautiful, at least the three that I've been to. So it, it you know, you need to take the time to explore. Yeah, I love that. That's funny. That's funny. The timing of this, right, Mike? We, we like, were just having this conversation before we went on the air. Like we were, we're just talking, talking about <laughs> specifically Pearl Harbor, actually. <laughs> so, so yeah, we were just trying to make some plans today, actually, because exactly what you were saying, Dennis. Like, I don't want to spend all the time at the resort, so. We're talking about going to the North Shore, like doing some touring over there, then like the East Shore, um, and then Pearl Harbor, Dole Plantation. We got a lot of lot of ideas on the table. And it sounds like that's the way to go, according to you, too. So it feels yeah, like I'm I mean, on track. The nice thing about the islands is they're small enough. You can see the whole thing in a day or two, mm -hmm. depending on how long you stop. Yep. You know, if you if you want to go to a beach and swim, you know, that's that's a day right there. Yep. I love it. Awesome. That yeah. Good. And then, yeah, I, w I can't wait to get out to the big island and Maui sometime too. Like, I mean, specifically for this trip, like it's uh, mm -hmm. because Alani is right there. So we're focusing on Oahu, but I can't wait to, I have this, I was just telling Mike this too. I have this feeling I'm going to be coming back. Like I'm going to want to explore some more and <laughs> yeah. explore the other islands. So we'll be back. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the same way it was with me. You know, my, my sister and mother took me out there for my 50th birthday. And then uh, in 2017, we had the total solar eclipse like we're going to have next year. Well, my sister's house was eight miles north from the center of totality on the Oregon coast. So I said, okay, I'm coming out and, you know, let's just go on. To, as long as I'm that far, let's go to Hawaii too. She, and she was up for that. She's been there several times. Perfect. Well, in, in April of next year, the uh, total solar eclipse, my house is three miles from the to center of totality. So, <laughs> well, that's convenient. That's convenient. Yeah, yeah. it's like you know, it's. I thought it was a once in a lifetime thing in 2017. Well, now it's going to be twice in a lifetime. And what are the odds that two siblings have houses near the center of totality? Yeah, no doubt. That's unbelievable. Plus, I'll be in uh, in uh, Universal in two weeks when we have the annular eclipse, and from Orlando, about two thirds of the sun will be covered. So I'll be looking at that. So big plans. You got good yeah, stuff like coming it. up. Oh my gosh. You're going to have fun. 
Yeah, it's it's well, it's it's the annual get together with the the, the photography group that I've been going with for since t- 2008, uh, the last Mouse Fest, and and I remember. Uh, Speaking of MouseFest, we all went to the Contemporary. Jim Corcus put on a presentation on the Carousel of Progress, and we went to the Magic Kingdom to get things started. And I was with Mark Lorenzo, and he mm-hmm. says, oh, look, there's Mike Rallman. And well, I said, who? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that that, that, that MouseFest was really kind of what started it all. Like, I remember, Lorenzo, that's what I always used to say when I saw him. I, I miss him, and, you know, rest in peace, Jim Corcus. But it was you know, that was like the, we didn't know what we were doing back in the mouse fest days, but everybody was, it was so new and it was so great. There was such an energy of people getting together in the fan community. And I don't know why, I I just don't know why we can't still do stuff like that. Dennis, did you remember that? Because I think this might've been that mouse fest where we had the thing at Backlot Express, like the pod fest with all the podcasts, right? I mean, like Lou was there, the WDW Today guys. It was like outside at uh, Backlot Express. It might have been that or the next year. Or was that the last year? It might have been the last year. I don't know, Mike. Oh, we lost him. Nope, he's we still there. We lost Dennis. Oh, he's still oh. there. Okay. But uh, yeah, we had that. We had like a pod, like a, it was all podcasters at Backlot Express. And it was right. really cool. But yeah, man, I wish we could still do something like that. And then, of course, yeah, the Mega Mouse meet. just need somebody to organize it. That's the case. No, not me, dude. No, I'm out on that. I, just, I wasn't volunteering up. you. I just said somebody yeah, yeah, needs somebody, to Yeah, somebody. Because that's what killed MouseFest. It got too big for them to handle. That's true. I just Yeah, I just remember that because they had that Mega Mouse meet at Yacht Club. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met Masayo for the first time. I just yeah. remember, <laughs> I, I remember turning to Ricky. I said, it's got to be Masayo. She's famous. I'm going to go say hi. <laughs> <laughs> and I went and met her like we became friends. It was awesome. Well, uh, you know, Den- Dennis, it wouldn't be October 1st without me wanting to plug that great photo session you had there in November of 82 at Epcot Center. So do you mind telling folks where they can find your, your Flickr call. page so they can take a look at those great photos and others, too? I will be glad to do that. It's at Flickr.com, F-L-I-C-K-R dot com slash photos slash D-D-I-N-D-Y. That's Flickr.com slash photos slash D-D-I-N-D-Y. And uh, if you click on the albums uh, on the banner, that'll take you to all my albums. I don't know how many I've got. Many, many of them from Disney World. Um, towards the top, you've got Hawaii 2017. And then if you scroll down enough, far enough, you'll see Epcot Center, November 1982, which is 42 photos from a nice, shiny new Epcot. What's Let me ask you this before we, we cut you loose here, because you have the history that we don't have. You know, obviously with Epcot, let's let's mm-hmm. focus on Epcot specifically because I love Epcot and so does Scott. Obviously, Epcot. Like forty-one years of Epcot's history. What what's the best thing Epcot's ever done, in your opinion, of anything that they've done? Show, attraction, restaurant. What what do you got? Well, I I think it's longevity because I look at what what was there in 1982 like world showcase yeah they've added a few countries but the original ones are all still there That's I mean, true. maybe they're not supported by the countries anymore but they're still there spaceship earth has been there for <laughs> 42 years i mean the monorail uh, that's that's what what uh what i think is is the, the biggest thing yeah i'd probably say i'd probably say spaceship earth because not I mean, only is it an icon, Illuminations was there for 20 years. 
I know. And what have they? They've had three shows since then. <laughs> Bring it back. That's kind of wild to think, though. Really, <laughs> it is. Such a great show. Such a great show. No, but it's uh, you know, it's great to have these days like today where you can reflect, and it's great to have folks like you that that documented it so early. So folks like Scott and I that you know didn't get to visit on those early days, we can go back and see like what it was like. So uh, we appreciate that. I'm gonna check those out after the show. That'll be a good way to kind of wind down my Sunday night. All right. Well, thank you, and uh, I'll let let you go. Uh, good talking to you. All and, right. Uh, I'll hey. be in touch. All right. You have a good. Uh, I'll back. Let's know how those trips go too. It Absolutely. Like you have some great travel coming up. Hundred percent. Yes, I will. All right. We'll talk to you later, Dennis. You have a good October. We'll talk to you, you soon. Do the same. All righty. Bye. Thank you. All right, that's uh, Dennis out in Indianapolis, where my dad is driving home from at the moment. You'll see like modern Disney photo taker photographers, like uh, like a Tom Bricker <coughs> or Mark. Uh, I think Willard is his name. Mm-hmm. They'll reference Dennis's photo shoot from 1982 as like inspiration for them. Like that's how like legendary like that photo shoot he did was in back in November of '82. And he's just got in you know, the photographers, you know. Right. Like today, he's yeah. got an eye for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, just mm-hmm. the, the people you mentioned, right? They're photographers, you know, like you got people like me that just have an iPhone and just like, you know, just right. snapshots mm-hmm. as you walk around. But I love seeing, you know, somebody's like a flicker. They're probably better than just like, they're good. Taking <laughs> pictures like on Instagram, right. like I do. Like, oh, uh, no, we're not doing Instagram. We're doing Flickr. We're, I know. Exactly. Good. Like, when I see it's a Flickr thing, I'm like, oh, they probably know what they're doing a lot better than yeah, I do. Exactly. All righty. 407-413-9395. Oh, I got, I got a surprise for you, by the way. A surprise for me. Yeah. Look, cause you're going to be going to Alani and I can't have you one up in me. Oh boy. So, uh, Oh, <laughs> I have to teach myself here how to play the old ukulele. Those listening. Yes. Mike has yeah. an ukulele. Out. I have a uh, Mallory's old ukulele. When she went through her, I want to learn to play the ukulele stage, but there's a, I just noticed there's a I string. Feel like every kid has gone through that. <laughs> there, there's a string missing on this one. I think there's supposed to be four and there's only three strings and they're very loose. So I don't think That's this funny. is a, this is a playable ukulele, <laughs> but yeah. We can start a band <laughs> when you get back. Cause now I'm, I'm imagining when you take that class, they're going to offer you to buy the ukulele. Yeah, you can. You can buy it. <laughs> That's yeah. What I'm yeah. So maybe a marathon weekend we could jam out off the. I like it. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not packing that thing. So that'd be a pain in the rear. Say. So is that something you're yeah, for so real doing? Yeah. So there's this great um, listener named Stephanie who sent me some great tips about Alani, um, like a little while ago, actually. And she talked about the ukulele. <laughs> and. I had a lot of people email me. So Stephanie, I apologize if this wasn't you or if it was someone else, but they talked about how they did buy a ukulele there, but they had it like shipped to their house. So it's like from the same like authentic place, but instead of like saving like some baggage, you know, like space and whatnot, they just had to ship to their house, which might be something I might consider as well. That's a good idea. But we have two lessons, Mike. We're doing one like on the second day and then I have another one booked for like seven days later. Like, I mean, I might cancel it, but maybe like, maybe I want to get another lesson, you know, like, well, I mean, it makes sense, what? right? I mean, because you, you you could like take the first lesson, like learn, think about it a little bit, see, and then maybe then see how I improved. Right? Here's the thing, though you're you're musical, so you'll probably know the basics. Like, see, if I went in, I'd be perfect for it because like I can't read music, yeah. I can't, I don't know where to put my fingers on the. I know they're called like frets. I know that, but mm-hmm. I I know zero. Like I am coming from nothing. Like you are going to go in. And be like, okay, 
Like, let's jam. Like, give me the pick and let's go. Uh, well, you probably use a pick. You know, we've, we've talked a lot about Alani, and this, this is kind of funny. I was just kind of thinking back, like, when you had your first Disneyland trip, like, last summer, like, it led to a lot of Disneyland conversation right on the show because, like, you finally binge, you can talk about it. And, like, it's funny. I've, like, been talking about a, a lot about Alani, right? Because naturally, like, it's my first time going. But we see people in the chat are like, hey, I'm going next month. Or, like, I've seen people that are – we know someone right there right now. The parents are there right now at Alani. Oh my like gosh. Good friends from Tennessee. They're there right now. Another, um, some lizards were just there not that long ago too. It's funny. Like everyone's like drawn to Alani right now. So we're definitely got to talk about it. I feel like because people have some interest in it. And I was talking about this with, uh, with Pam Forrester the other day. Have you noticed that, or was I saying this on the show? I can't remember anymore in my old age, I guess, but it's like, Disneyland, it used to seem when we did the show, maybe five, six, ten years ago, like our show is very much a Walt Disney World themed podcast, but in Disneyland has always been a locals park. But I I swear over the past five years that, and it's not just me, but folks like me from other places outside of California and, you know, the southwestern United States are making it more of a thing to go to Disneyland. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm looking at Disneyland almost like Walt Disney World at this point in my life. Like it's, I used to think I'm not going to go out there because there's only two parks and there's only three on-site hotels. But now I'm really, you know, looking at it as I can go out there for five days. I can go out there for a week like we did last July and catch a Dodgers game. You know, there's so much to do. Go to the beach. You went to San Diego. I think that, and maybe it's just my perception because now that I went, I'm more aware. I think that it's kind of the same thing. Like maybe you're aware because you're going and you're kind of immersed in it and you see it now. It's like when you buy a car, right? You never see that car until you buy it. And it's like, oh my God, I see the car everywhere on the highway. But um, I just feel like Disneyland is like opening up to like everybody now over the past five years where I didn't think that was such the case like before. Do you, do you notice that or is it just me? No, I kind of feel that too. And that's kind of what I was going to add about the Alani. It's like, I, I, I never hear people talk about Hawaii and now everyone's talking about Alani. We know a bunch of people there. And like, I feel you with the Disneyland. I feel like more people like within like our running group or like people that we just know, or you probably see on the travel agency side too, are just booking Disneyland now. Um and I think that's great, to be honest. But what does that say about Walt Disney World? Does that mean, like, I hate to say, is it growing stale on us? Or people are just looking for something new? I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. Like, if you're, like, a regular Walt Disney World, you know, you love it. You know, like, the back of your hand. So you want to learn something new. So, you you know, you explore Disneyland if you've never been, you know. Like, I think that could be part of it. Okay, so speaking of, I got a listener question that I wasn't going to use on a Wednesday. But let, let's, let's tackle this here because we have a couple of minutes. And this is kind of an interesting question because it's just what you said. Okay, so it's from Lister Julia. She says, hey, Mike, hope you're doing well. I just want to reach out because I had a question that I wasn't sure could be used during a weekly listener question podcast or if you could just answer it directly, but I thought it would be worth a shot to reach out and ask. I currently have a trip planned to Disney World this upcoming weekend, October 7 to 10. So it's coming up next weekend. Yeah. Or was it Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Uh, this right. world. World, world. world. Okay. Okay. I'll be going with my mom and a short girl for a short girl's weekend just to get away for a few days and de-stress. We're big Disney fans, go to Disney World multiple times per year. But for some reason, I'm not looking forward to this trip like I always am. I fear that Disney's losing the magic feeling for me because every time I go, I feel like I have to rush from thing to thing. And to be honest, in recent trips, I felt very stressed. This is supposed to be a chill Disney trip, but I'm not sure what things there are to do in each park that would be fun, but relaxing and isn't just hopping from ride to ride. 
I already looked at some of the tours Disney offers, but they unfortunately are already booked for this weekend, and I'm not sure what else there is to do. Do you have any suggestions? Something that's in the parks, but also a unique experience. Thanks in advance for your help, and I love listening to your podcast every week. All the best, Julia. So I thought this was a very honest email, right? And, you know, she wrote in because I think she feels slightly guilty and God, I have felt this. I mean, I will be honest with our listeners. I've felt this sometimes because especially this time of the year, this is why I'm not running wine and dine. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Cause everybody's like, why are you not running wine and dine half marathon? And there have been weekends where I've gone down there and I've really been stressed and I haven't really enjoyed that weekend because back home, there's so much stuff going on with Mizzou foot, we're season ticket holders for Mizzou football, which I love. And you only get six games. You only get like, or you get seven home games. And so there's only seven of those a year. And like, you know, I'm a huge high school football fan. So you only get six of those a year, you know? And so Mallory has cheerleading. Like I love Walt Disney world, but I mean, it's always a give and a take. And so I've just learned that I'm just going to, in the fall, I'm not going to travel to Walt Disney world because I enjoy the stuff that's happening at home. And so she's worried about like missing out on the magic while she's down there. And she gets, I think the thing is she goes multiple times a year. So things are becoming, well, you're in that boat. I mean, help me out here. Scott. Yeah. I I I totally feel what she's saying because like how many times can I do like spaceship or or something like I think about all these attractions or like, I hate to sound this way, but like sometimes like, I used to love the excitement of waking up in the morning and getting to like magic kingdom or whatever, you know, I'm going to hop on the bus, but now like feels like work sometimes, you know what I mean? And I think that's, what's going to happen in her situation. Cause she goes so many times. Like if I went once a year, like I, I think it would be completely different. hundred like, percent. I'd want to go hard all day. Like go, you know, be there at rope drop either when it closes, you know, like we're just going to go all in, you know, and then maybe have a chill day after that, or depending how long your stay is or whatever. But you know, I, I totally get what she's saying. And like, she's trying to come up with other things to do, which I get, cause that, that makes it fresh, you know, like things that she's trying to do, but she's staying on site. Cause she didn't mention anything about doing resorts. She was very specific on like parks. Yeah. I think she is staying on site as far as I know. Um, but she does mention that she wants to do things in parks. She's looking at tours, but they're all booked. Obviously it's going to be a busy, busier time, uh, beginning of October. Cause a lot of schools, have that fall right. break in the beginning of October. And so that's why and it's also Columbus weekend, which a lot of schools, I think up in the Northeast are off. So that's something I really like to do when I'm trying to think of something new, right. Instead of going to the same rides back to back to back, you know, like you've done them a hundred times is, you know, I like food, right. So try to find like a, like a restaurant or a food item that you haven't had like in a long time or ever try to find something that's brand new to you. Like let's just go to the stable service. Never been there before. Let's give it a shot. Or, this really works with Epcot for me, like really explore like a pavilion and world showcase. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like we walk by world showcase, we grab a drink or a bite and then we move on to the next one. Like go deep into a pavilion, like go to all the shops, like talk to a cast member or something, you know, like I think that makes it really fresh for me. Just like spending like an hour, like, or hour and a half, like in a pavilion, really taking your time really helps like make something fresh and it opens your eyes a little bit to how, great world showcases. Yeah. I, I can't agree with you more there because there's been times where I've been down for like social media stuff and you know, I'm kind of wandering aimlessly because I'm, I'm solo, right? I'm by myself and I have to be somewhere like say I'm at Epcot and I have to be at an event at like five o'clock in the afternoon, but it's one o'clock in the afternoon. I don't have anything to do for four hours. 
So I remember one day I did exactly what you said. I remember one day I spent time in Germany and like I had never really wandered through the stores in Germany, like way back into the stores and like they have, you know, castles like a spaceship earth thing made out of glass that was super expensive, but it was super cool to see. And like these, they have all these cool trinkets like that store in Germany was awesome. But I mean, I've been there, I've been going to Epcot for 20 years and I'd never like really right? explored that back corner of that store. And I went into a bunch of stores like that. And I found a cool treat in Carmel Kush. I thought they only sold caramel popcorn. Nope. They sold, I can't remember what it was, but it was amazing. I went, I went and grabbed that and went and watched a concert at the American gardens theater, ate it at the same time. Like I ended up having a great day that I had no idea that I planned, but it's just cause I decided to, well, let's just roll around Germany and see what they got to what they have to uh, offer. I feel like you can do that with all the parks for like a food item. Like just try to find that snack, like go from like a counter service to another. Like every everything park has like many gems, right? And there could be just like you, Mike, you run into that habit. Not everyone's like you or their creature habit where you're going to get the same thing at ABC commissary every time. But like like look at the menus or just stumble across something and just slow down and like my favorite thing is just just grab a bench and just people watch and chat. Like I've said this many times that for me, the theme parks are just like my local park. I feel like in a way where I just want to go in, I got my admission paid for, and I'm just going to sit on a bench and just like, and just chat, you know, and just like enjoy the atmosphere and like enjoy a day in the park basically, you know? Yeah. It doesn't always have to be the rides. Yeah. And, and Walt Disney world is the best people watching in the world. Really, it, it really is, is because you see people from every corner of the planet. And I didn't used to be that way a couple of years back when, you know, there were travel restrictions, but we're back to the time where you can, it's amazing because you get to see people, especially like in the magic kingdom, right? I mean, take, take up a spot in the hub and you're going to see people losing their mind, seeing the castle for the very first time. And if you're any kind of a Disney fan, I mean, it gets you like in the, like you get goosebumps because you remember when it was your turn to see the castle for the first time. And maybe that right. starts to relight that fire for you because you're seeing it and you maybe see, a little girl dressed like her, you know, uh, favorite prince princess. And then the, you know, maybe a parade goes by and you see those moments. Sometimes you don't have to be like first person experience in those moments. You can get joy in watching somebody experience those moments too. Yeah. And I know we want to talk more about like the, the reasoning and like how it could feel stale or whatever. Cause that's exactly how she was feeling in that. And like, I know you can relate to that. Heck, I think a lot of us that go a lot can relate to that, but so it really wasn't the answer to her question, but I just thought of another thing. Like if this is a girl's weekend, like go do some fun photo pass shoots, you know, mm -hmm. like, like hit all those different areas, like make like funny faces or do funny poses. Like, I think that's a really fun thing to do with photos. Then you can make like collages after your trip or whatever. Like, I don't know. I think, I think the photo passes don't get utilized enough. I think, you know, they're great hardworking cast members. They have great, a great backdrop all the time. And uh, I would say take advantage of that on the girl's trip for sure. Yeah. It it's, to be honest, I mean, we've seen this with our friend Kim Taylor and, you know, we have other friends that, that work with PhotoPass. Like, I think they get a kick out of being able to get creative with these these photo shoots, you know, rather than stand here, hold that, you know, click, you know, yeah. I think they like the energy of like a girl's group. Like, OK, let, let's let's have some fun here. Let's, let's have some fun with this one. Yeah, because yeah. I think they get a kick out of that, you know, because it's something different for them, you know, and it's it's a little bit artistic. And I mean, these these photographers, these photo pass photographers are great. Like if you give them the opportunity to show off their, their craft, I think it's really cool. So, uh, and I would also say Disney Springs. I mean, you got the opportunity, there's so much to do there. I know she's at the parks, but I mean, you could go have a really good meal and go bowling. You could go see, 
that show at Lanuba is pretty good. I saw it drawn to life and it, the prices have come down on that because it's not as popular, I think, as it once was. So that's reasonable. Um, House of Blues sometimes has concerts. There's a lot of good free live entertainment around Disney Springs, especially on the weekends. There's a lot. Going on. That's Disney why I think the resorts are fun too to just explore. Like I know, so there's some things that you have to pay for activities, but those activities are really cool. Like I, Beth is, Beth is in the chat, and her and I once made like a tie dye shirt at Pop Century. Like I never thought in my life I would want to make a tie dye shirt, and like she really wanted to make it. I was like, fine, I'll go over there and do it, and I and I loved it. And that's one of my favorite souvenirs is like the Mickey tie dye shirt. Like. There's so many things at the resorts that you can do that I think is another great alternative if you if you are just getting burned out, you know, on the theme parks a little bit. Well, the one we've been trying to get for oh, gosh, like yes. five years now is at Coronado Springs. There's this uh, mosaic making, I think, that they do up in Toledo, up at the top of the tower at the Grand Assembly. We should have planned for that when we were uh, just staying there. Like, but you have to, you have to be right at 60 yeah, days. This. this is going to work for the girls trip coming up in a week, but yeah, dang, I want to do that so bad. <laughs> but I, you know, the thing is I, you know, from, from the tone, and again, maybe I'm reading too much into the email and, and possibly I am possibly I'm not, you know, but I think I'm feeling the Julia's feeling a little guilty for this. And I say, don't feel guilty because for folks that get to go down, it is a blessing that you get to go down multiple times. Yes, I mean, I a hundred percent, I know that I'm blessed that I get to go as much as I do. That's I'm super lucky because I remember back in the days where it's, but it's a joy and a curse too, right? Because every day when I go to my treadmill in the morning, I walk past, we have a leaning shelf, which my wife says we're getting rid of in the main basement part because she says it's so nineties. And I'm like, what? I love that leaning shelf, but that's just another thing. But on top of the leaning shelf are all my old guidebooks, right? It's all my burn bombs guides. I got this book. It's the, um, it's my favorite guidebook. It's I got, it's gotta be from like the early two thousands or late nineties. It's like the romantic guide to Walt Disney world or something. I'll have to, okay. to maybe next Sunday I'll bring it and show it, do a little show and tell. But um, it talks about finding romance at Walt Disney World. It's, I mean, it's like 200 pages. But uh, the thing is, like, when you only went like once a year or once every 18 months or something, like, you didn't get this. Like, this was never an issue, right? Because it was so special. Like, time was of the essence. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't, you never felt like Julia felt. Like, you were just like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. It's kind of how I am with cruises because cruises again are so expensive and they're still, I don't get to do those a lot. You know, they're very rare, but again, you know, it's like, I guess uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of thing. Right. You just, you just don't have that opportunity. So when you get to go a lot, you just take, maybe you take it for granted. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like when you can be there is when you want to be there the most. So like if I'm like tomorrow on a Monday, like recording on a Sunday right now, I'm going to have like a background loop probably playing. Let's say it's the main street USA background loop. I'm going to sit there at work doing my thing and I'm just going to be like, oh my gosh, I would give anything to be on Main Street USA listening to this loop in real life, like smelling the sounds, like Mm -hmm. watching the people. And then it's funny, like you just always want to be there when you're not there, then you get there and you're just like, oh, I'm tired. I want to go back to the rest. It's just funny. You know what I mean? See, this is why I love talking to you on these shows. Okay. Because here, here's a thought I've had about that too. And okay. So I've had this thought a few times. Sometimes, not always. That again, I love going to Walt Disney World. Don't get me wrong, but can I please watch football without seeing Taylor Swift? Um, anyway, it's not here in the uh, office. Here's the thing: I get that exact feeling when I have the background loop because I play the background loops too in the office, right? And I'm always like, oh, 
Dude, it's the interventions background loop. I wish that it, it's like a Tuesday morning. How cool yeah. would it be to be at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday just wandering like future world? It'd be awesome. But then like there are, there are Tuesdays sometimes when I'm down there and it's like, it's hot. I'm tired. I got a, I got a blister on my right, you know, ball on my foot. The thing is like a lot of times <laughs> I, I swear, I feel like I'm like, I'm in love with the idea of being at Epcot at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday, but the practicality of it is it's a lot harder. Like it's fun. Don't get me wrong, but I romanticize it well more. Like I don't think of it. I think that's how it is with everything though. Like you and I think, think that's it, just the problem yeah. of going so much to be honest. Cause like if you were going once a year, like you would not feel like that. Cause no. you'd be like, this is my only time to be here on a Tuesday for this whole 365 right. calendar. So like, I'm going to make the most of this. But when you go, every three months or whatever for like a run Disney race or something, it's totally different. Yeah. It's just, it. I don't know. It's funny. I think about that all the time when I'm in the parks. Cause like, and I still have fun. Like if I got that blister and it's a hundred degrees, I'm going to love taking my reflection selfie that I take at spaceship earth. I don't care how hot it is or crowded, but it's just, it's just something about dreaming. Maybe it's just that. that and I kind, of, I kind of always thought this way about travel. Like I love the anticipation. Same. Of, the, and they asked that question on Spaceship Earth, ironically, I was just talking about when you go back down, there's like a question like, do you care about the destination or like the anticipation almost of like mm -hmm. travel? And I just love everything like leading up to it. Is it about know? the destination or is it about the journey? What do you pick? The journey. That's what it yeah. is. Thank you. So, yeah. I said the anticipation, but yeah, the journey. Yeah. And the journey, like it means so much because like you're just daydreaming, thinking about this or like, I'm going to have this thing at Epcot at two o'clock with this ADR or whatever. And then you get there and you're just like, I'm here now. Like, and maybe you're thinking about like when the trip ends, like, what am I going to do next? You know, like now that the trip is here, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how the mind works with that stuff, but there is something about this when I'm not there. I feel like I'm more excited. Like I love it more when I'm not there as weird as that sounds, but I think you can relate a little bit. No, I think that's hundred percent it though. The, 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 the gap Sometimes we don't want that gap, right? But it makes the payoff better when you get back, you know, yeah. and that's because, you know, anything you just get to do over and over and over again, you know, like I'm going to run Dopey and then I'm going to run Disneyland and then I'm not going to run Princess this year and I'm not going to run Springtime Surprise. So that'll be it for this run Disney season for me is after Disneyland. It, that, that's January. So there's going to be a long gap. I mean, do I run? Probably don't run wine and dine again because that's football season. So I probably won't run again, run Disney for a year. But, you know, if I go back and this is going to be my last full marathon, I'm telling you right now, I'm not doing another full marathon. After All right, this. everyone. This someone, it. someone, someone jot that down. Yep, Remember market, this. <laughs> dude, these knees, these knees are, I can barely walk right now. So I'm just telling you that I'm going to be 50. It's not happening. I could still run five, 10, maybe a half marathon, but I'm just saying if you if you put space in between things, I think you appreciate the experience more, which I think is a mature kind of thing. And I'm not saying age mature. I think it's with experience mature, right? Because when you're new, like I would have, I mean, it was one of those things like I wanted to move, like to, to, to live in the backyard of, of the Magic Kingdom 10 years ago. I don't think I want that anymore. Like I like where I live now. Like I, I don't mind because I, you know, now that I fly, I like exactly what you said. I like the anticipation of the whole experience. I like going to, I know some people don't like this. I like packing. I like going to the airport. I like the whole deal. Like I, I don't want to lose that. No. Oh. Yeah. I, I feel you, but I don't want anyone thinking that we don't like the parks because we absolutely do. No, like, no, no. I, I love I, no, being I there. Like, 
I, I love being that. I mean, and we saw this over the years. Like, I think I'm, I'm definitely becoming more of a resort guy. I'm like, I'm Dave. I'm the, I'm the bench guy. Yeah. I just want to sit on a bench, but like, but I'll tell you, I'm going to be up at six o'clock at AM every day. Like giving myself an hour prep for the guardians of the galaxy virtual view, because I love doing that. I love like when Tiana's new attraction opens, I'm going to be ready for that. I love doing spaceship earth. Like I love doing all the attractions. Still, I just can't, I can't rope drop to the end anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I, a guy needs to take a break. I feel like, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I think though, if you're not excited, which I always get excited before my trips, don't, that is the thing is that's, that's how I know I still love it. Right. I yeah. always get excited to go down. Like, and, and I, I can never excited. sleep like the week no. before, like I'm no. always thinking about it. Like, Same. Dang, like I got this meeting on Wednesday and then this thing on Thursday. Like, is Saturday just ever going to get here? And then that Friday night after I packed, I can't sleep. Like, that has been how I've been since my first trip. And that's how I've been on my 100th trip. Like, that will, I agree with you, Mike. That will never go away. No, same. And, you know, and I love that whole feeling of like you go through TSA and then you get to your, I don't know if it's like this in Detroit. It probably is. It's probably like this in all of our listeners hometown airports but like in st louis like you know you go through tsa we don't have a very big airport and so you go through and then when i go to my gate to fly to orlando it's funny because you can tell it's the orlando gate right because you immediately see people with like you know disney stuff on you know it's like ears all the sweatshirts you know the kids mickey and Minnie, and you know princess stuff and it's just like that gate is the fun gate you know what i'm saying like the other gates like, uh, you know, Fort Worth or, you know, uh, Oklahoma City or you know, Cincinnati or something. I mean, everybody's just dressed normal. This gate, this, this is the gate where we're going to have fun. And so, you know, yeah. that gets me. It, it's a whole thing. And you I even know it at the TSA up. pre-check. Like you're like, oh, yep, they're going to where I'm going. Yep. I see, <laughs> I, I see that guy's Nike Mickey ball cap. I see that girl's ears. I see their luggage tag has a Mickey on it. You like you start planning like. I wonder if they're going to be sitting next to me on our flight because I know they're going to be on my flight. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's the whole thing is like, you know, yeah, that's it, it. And that's it. Because when you fly down to Florida from where we are, especially when I fly solo for all these races, I'm going to be sitting next to a random person because the flight's always full. Right. And so sometimes I'm hoping that I sit next to somebody that is a Disney kind of fan because you're going to probably... You know, I don't not talk to people like I don't like I don't like try to bug somebody sitting next to me. But if they talk to me, I'm going to, you know, at least that way we'll have a bond. We'll have something to talk about. And uh, and I, but usually I just try to go to sleep. But at least we could talk about Disney, right? If they have on like a Disney shirt, you know, I could be like, oh, yeah, they have, I love Disney, too. You know, we could we could have some kind of common theme. And a lot of times the flight attendant, you know, staff and they're all like, we're going to see Mickey. So let's go. You know, I love that. That makes me excited because when you're going to. Like yeah, when I flew out to Disneyland, it wasn't like that because I had to connect through like uh, Vegas. Yeah, everybody's going out to gamble. They're they're seeing a different kind of Mickey Mouse over there. <laughs> Speaking of, I want to go to that sphere. How cool is that thing? You see that? Yeah, that thing is weird. Dude, that is wild. <laughs> You're talking about uh, um, soaring. That's the yeah. next level, dude. If you could put those soaring things in that thing, oh <laughs> man, that'd be like soaring on steroids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it, well, good show. Like, I don't know how we got down on this topic. Everyone, everyone's just enjoying the nice weather. I think there's good weather kind of all over the place right now. So there's a lot like, going hey, on. Let's enjoy the last bit of summer yeah. we have today. Like we're supposed to get record while we're recording. We're supposed to get a record high tomorrow, Mike, in my area. Yeah. It's crazy. Dude, everybody's like thinking it's pumpkin uh, spice latte season. And <laughs> we're, we went through Dairy Queen last night. They got their hot cocoa blizzards out. And I'm like, 
Yeah, it's ninety three today. It's uh, bad. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, not not quite yet. So, yeah, we'll do it again next. Uh, so, you when do you what what date do you guys uh, head out to uh, Hawaii? Uh, on the fourteenth. So I'll be here next Sunday. Yes. So we'll preview the trip and uh, wish you'll you lose aloha. me for a couple Sundays after. It'll be fun. Well, it'll be worth it because when you get back, it'll be epic. So it'll be fun. Oh yeah. All right. Well, have a good one, Scott, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right, don't forget our show is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today Ooh, over at, there with my phone, at themagicforless.com. We'll help you book your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation. Mention the show, and you and I are going to work together on that trip. That'd be fun. So let's do it. Themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link, com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys are awesome. You make this all happen. Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. And you'll get our bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. You can start to support us for just $5 a month. So come on over. Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give us a follow on social media. Scott's at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at be our guest Mike. Instagram, Twitter slash X and threads. We'd love to talk to you this week. And of course, next Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, all the places, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, give us a call. Be here or be square. We'll have fun talking Disney with you. Of course, we'll have the shows this week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So stay tuned for those. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you being here. All right. So for Scotty G up in Michigan, I'm Mike here in Missouri. You guys have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.